Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q hanging out with Double E, Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. Hey, it's your girl Shayna J with SJ Entertainment here to fulfill all of your entertainment needs. And I'm with my girl Ina Esco with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Let's get into my amazing guest I have today. I have my good friend Michaelin Easter Thomas in the building with me. And she hit me up. She was like, Ina, we had this amazing project that we're doing with uh, Tom Lee Park, Memphis River Parks. And what's up, Michaelin? How are you, beautiful? Hey, Ina. I'm doing well. Wonderful Tuesday. Wonderful. Glad to be here with you. Yes, yes. So, a monument to listening. This is. Um, a huge project that you guys are doing uh, for Tom Lee Park's art installation. So tell me about your um, involvement with this particular um, art installation. So we had the opportunity to, with the Tom Lee Park's renovation and redoing, to actually add another art piece. So there's already Tom Lee's statue there. And we always pay homage to him and the park is his namesake. But we wanted to add another layer of community, of conversation, of the ability to bring people together. And so we sanctioned out an art installation by renowned black artist Theaster Gates, hailing from Chicago. And he installed what's known as an anti-monument. And so we look at it and we interact with it differently than we would a particular regular statue we may see. Instead of looking up and ooing and eyeing and, and thinking of the great things that Tom Lee did and how heroism is so far away from our realities, we're able to dig into what that means for the average Memphian, for the average human, for the average person, and how can we find a way to help everyone think about themselves in the lens of Tom Lee, in the lens of Memphis, in the lens of blackness, in the lens of heroism, in the lens of those needing help, support, and collaboration. So we had the opportunity to bring along great, great, great groups in the city of Memphis to be able to activate that space because just walking by, you may not be able to, you know, see what's going on, see what it is, but really needing to see some some tangibility on what's going on in that space. Now, I've been in that space, and uh, the renovations are simply amazing. Um, it's giving me those rustic vibes. It's giving me, I want to go up under the canopy. Oh, it's yes. giving me, I'm going to uh, chill. I'm going to go to the restaurant. You know, it's giving a lot of vibes. So it sounds like this particular project is bringing that creative piece yes. to activate. Yes. And you're working with a lot of uh, creatives, I understand. Yes, Artists. and they're here with us today. I'm so yes. happy to uh, have a, a public, more public introduction of all of them and, and getting their commentary and feedback on why it's so important to have them a part of this project. How many in total are there? So if you could. for our guest curator groups, we have three. So we have Big We Foundation, mm -hmm. we have Orpheum Theater Group, and we have Urban Arts Commission. Now, of those three groups, there are more people involved in them, and I'll let them 
give a list out of who's involved. But those three groups were the ones that we selected to be our, our kickoff for okay. the guest curation. And how did you make that selection? So we invited a large group of creatives to have a first look at the installation and just to get their feedback, just to get their mm -hmm. immediate commentary on what this means to them in Memphis and can they see themselves bringing this alive for other Memphians. Mm -hmm. And so for those who answered the call, <laughs> we will be talking with them today, Ina. Um, and they're setting the way and setting the foundation for curators that will be to come for our annual curator program that'll kick off in 2024. And one thing about it, uh, Memphis is deeply rooted in artists and creatives. Um, so I'm glad you guys get to work on this project and activate like it should be done. Like it should be. Okay, and we're going to start off with one of these creatives. I have Mr. Fenton right in the building. Hi, Woo. Fenton. Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm well, I'm well. How are you? I am wonderful. So let's talk about your contribution to a monument to listening, Fenton. Okay, well, I, while I appreciate creativity, I'm representing the creators, the true creators in this work. So. Okay. Um, but the Big We Foundation is a creative uh, cultural strategy organization. And uh, our uh, focus is to build uh, communities that are safe, uh, joyful, uh, loving, and abundant. And part of that work is what we call restorative economics. It is, you know, the rest restoration and healing of disenfranchised or marginalized communities. But we think that the, the creative, particularly the black creative, is the most empowered and equipped to do that. So our Southern Shift Initiative program is a compilation or a collaboration of creatives that, um, that we, we identified that's already doing the work that we set out to do in total. Uh, so we want to package that, bring them all together, and be able to duplicate that throughout the black southern cities uh, of, of um, this region. So we're starting here in Memphis because, as you mentioned, Memphis has a lot of uh, creativity that is homegrown and uh, and certainly uh, we, we have an environment that is uh, conducive to growing and to developing and so we have that group of individuals who are uh, who have come together and they thought that this would be a great idea and opportunity for us to serve as, as guest curators so awesome I'm now, speaking for the whole you're speaking for the whole yep. so let's let's dig into some of those creatives because mm -hmm. uh before we got on the mic you mentioned a few of them to me mm -hmm. which i know they are extremely um, talented and amazing in uh, providing Memphis with just different experiences. So let's talk about some of those artists mm -hmm. under your umbrella. Okay, um, we have Taliba Safaya. Um, uh, I'll say creative extraordinaire. She's not just a singer, uh, songwriter, but uh, and also Bertram Williams. Um, we have uh, Dame Mufasa is a part of our, our, our group. Um, I make mad beats. Uh, Victoria okay. Jones. Okay. Um, Kelvin Kohlheim with Bill Street Brewery, uh, Bart Jones and Renata Henderson of Coffee Black, uh, Princeton James, uh, and our, our founder and creator, uh, Anasa Troutman. Okay. Um, you got some cool people. David Quarles, Martheus <laughs> Wade, Christina McCarter. I don't want to leave anyone out. Uh, Pat Mitchell Worley, who represents, you know, uh, Social Foundation. And Karan Samuels, I think, I think that is the list. Uh, in total. But, I like that list. Yeah, it's a great list. So these folks are either nonprofit leaders, developers, or what we call cultural entrepreneurs. They are in the marketplace. They're doing things uh, with their creativity or using their creativity to pr promote their products and services okay. uh, in ways that are intentional, but also with a creative and I would say a, a, a community mindset. So it's not just they're trying to sell a certain thing or do a certain thing creatively. 
they have a well they are well intended to build community while they do it and serve community so uh, it's been a pleasure working with these folks for you know the past several months but um, they're they're an all-star squad so yes you know, that is an really all-star squad right right so um, as it relates to Tom Lee Park have any of those artists have they have they created experiences or have made activations inside the park yet there have been a couple okay. uh, and they've been primarily led by by Taliba and Bertram mm-hmm. and Coffee Black has contributed along with some of the others um, but knowing just the, the, the name itself I think the title itself excited the group as you know as, as Bertram brought it to us and we started talking about um, what does listening look like uh, who's listening and who are we listening to mm-hmm. uh, so it provides an opportunity for them to to express uh, the need for listening as a part of um, community building and, and community wellness and connecting so we're uh, we're excited about the things that they've been able to do and also some of the things that we have planned to do uh, as we look ahead. What do you have planned to do? Uh, I'm we'll, all we'll, in your business. Yeah, no, we'll, I need we'll, the exclusive, Fenton. So uh, I would say, well, this Sunday, this coming Sunday. Oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, we uh, have what we've, we're calling a play date oh. uh, uh, for uh, at the Monument to Listening. Uh, it is from 3 to 5 uh, at Tom Lee Park at the Monument to Listening. Uh, that play date is... Bring what you play, uh, whether that is an instrument, a game, or something in between. So, uh, ways that we interact and build community through through play and uh, and skillful engagement. Awesome. So, how long will a monument to listening? Uh, what is the duration of this? Is this ongoing? Well, the monument itself is permanent. It is. It, it will. It will be there. Uh, gotcha. Our our work, I think, extends through the end of this calendar year, but certainly we will be available for those other guest curators that come throughout uh, the times to come. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we have Fenton Wright in the building representing the Big We, and I have with me two more creatives, Gabrielle and Jennifer. How are you, beautiful ladies? Hello, good afternoon, good morning, I guess. So. Is it morning? Yes, we're going to say it's morning. It's brunch, brunchy, brunchy, brunch time, right? <laughs> How are you ladies doing today? Really good, thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes, well, let's start with you, Jennifer, sitting immediately to my left. Let's talk about your contribution to a monument to listening. Yes, um, so I am leading the charge with the Orpheum Theater Group's activation, um, but I do not do that alone. I think it's really important to say that from the jump. Um, We are so fortunate to have our team of uh, Orpheum Education and Community Engagement staff and our army of teaching artists, our frontline workers who are out in the community doing the work of engaging young people, senior citizens, communities um, in the arts. And we have all banded together and had the opportunity to activate the monument. Our first kickoff was at the opening of the park weekend. Um, And we spent some time focusing, as was already said, around the idea of heroism and what it means for us as an everyday living, breathing, human to be a hero in our own lives every day to better serve Memphis, to better serve our communities. Um, and so as we are an arts and theater organization, we uh, led everybody through what we call our actors tools warm up where we warmed up our bodies and our voices and our imaginations. Um, and once we had all of those tools in play, um, we collaborated with the human beings in that space to create living statues that honored the idea of what it means to be a hero or what it feels like to serve as a hero. I know that was quite an experience. You know, it'd be a a living statue. 
It was amazing. Um, it was, I think it was beautiful. It was, it was truly a beautiful expression of not only our artists, but the way that the community stepped right in and activated. I was just talking to Gabrielle beforehand about how um, we're all so busy in our everyday lives. And it's really beautiful when we can just take a minute to sort of tap into our humanity and say, how can I create? How can I be creative in this moment? How can I listen to others through the act of them creating and how that, that listening is often a radical act. Um, and to be able to do that with complete strength in a space collaborating around this central idea and then reflect and listen and learn from one another um, was really, really inspiring and also just a lot of fun. We had a really nice time. Yes, yes. You know what? I love the, um, I, I would say the diverse direction that the Orpheum has been taking because you guys have really been coming up with some amazing shows with some amazing creatives that I've worked with for the past 20 years. They're actually, you know, doing shows in the community at the Orpheum like, who would have thought that I would get on the Orpheum stage with my talent? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's amazing what the Orpheum is doing. Who are some of the artists? that you work with for this monumental listening. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for that. That really means a lot. We're yes. working hard over there. I so like I, I need I to like say it. thank you and gratitude for that because we are working hard. Um, but yes, we have incredible artists like Taylor St. John, Takasha White is our resident teaching artist, Lena Wallace Black, Verity Huang. Um, we've got uh, local poets like Bria Brown and uh, Karen Malone, Righteous mm-hmm. Soul, Sakita Monique. Yes. Um, who am I leaving out? Kenya. Um, uh, really an entire roster of truly incredible artists artist Calvin Barnes um the the list goes on and on and on and we are really fortunate to have found like you said so many local artists that have been willing to say yes um because because it is a change and we have to talk about that right we have to talk about the fact that it is a change and the fact that so many people have been willing to say yes and and see that work and come with us on that journey we are humbled by that and grateful because I always say our teaching artists and those artists are really like our frontline workers Mm -hmm. um they are the people out in the community saying hey we're doing things a little bit Bit differently now and it's really about making it accessible to everybody um, and and sort of holding space for everybody and and at the end of the day we're we are not only wanting to um, entertain educate and enlighten which is part of our mission but we're also wanting to say the arts can just make us all better human beings mm-hmm. right we can breathe together we can feel empathy together we can learn we can heal a little bit sometimes um, and so I'm really grateful to all those artists um, because they are the ones on the front line doing that work indeed indeed how has Memphis been responding to some of the changes that you all have been making? You know, we see people showing up a lot, which means the world. I always say community engagement is showing up, right? We have to take time to build trust, to build relationships. And so we are trying to really show up for a lot of people. And when we see them showing up for us, I think that lets us know that we are doing the work. Um, I think the sheer fact that Michael Lynn and the good folks over at Memphis River Parks invited us to be a part of that. I mean, we were honored and humbled in a way that I mean it was it was truly like wow I'm so grateful that that we've been asked to be a part of it so I think just the way that we're able to be in more spaces reach more people learn from more people listen to more people Mm -hmm. um, and also to amplify the good work you know the Orpheum is turning 95 years old this year um, which is which is a big deal that's a big deal what an accomplishment (laughs) thank you we're very happy about that but it's also our job as sort of a, a big behemoth in the community right to use our platform to be able 
able to amplify all of the other good work that for whatever reason maybe hasn't always gotten the spotlight or the attention that we have had but that has absolutely always been here and always been happening and so it's really exciting for us at the Orpheum when we can partnership with folks like the River Parks or Urban Art Commission or Casa Teatro Bilingual Theater Group or um, whoever Memphis Black Arts Alliance or whoever it might be to help uplift and support the work that is already being done that's that's when it's a win for us so it's it's a pleasure and an honor and I'm really grateful to be a part of this project yes I'm gonna put you on the spot for a minute when you got the call from Mike Lynn about this new project um, how did you immediately respond was like okay what am I going to do with a monumental listing or was it a collective effort from uh, the artists that you work with at the Orpheum was it something easy to incorporate It was absolutely a collective effort. Um, If I'm honestly answering your question, when we first got the call, I thought, we have to do this. We don't have any time to do this. How are we going to figure this out, right? Because um, we are running over 20 education and community engagement programs, but sometimes we have to prioritize. And we we knew that this opportunity was too good to pass up. It was really a gift. Um, And I think you're absolutely right that when we put the collective of artists in the space um, and sort of identify common objectives of like, okay, what's the goal? The beauty is that we have such incredible teaching artists that we've invested in and that I I think are really invested in us that we can say, all right, here's the objective. Y'all are the brilliant minds in this space. What what does this need to look like? Um, And we have often have more ideas than we know what to do with. Um, Just last week, we did a a different activation led by Takasha White, our resident teaching artist, dealing with the ebb and flow of the water of the river and the way that the um, that communities ebb and flow together. And then we've got two more activations coming up in November and December with Righteous Soul leading some poetry workshops, which we're super jazzed about. So Righteous Soul, yes, one of my favorite artists in the city, Um, and it's really really lovely to have these incredible artists leading the charge so absolutely a collective and uh we're just grateful every day for the artists that keep giving back to the orpheum so that we can continue to serve awesome thank you so much jennifer for enlightening us with the amazing work that the orpheum um, is doing in memphis and with a monument to listening with memphis river parks thank you so much jennifer thank you yes so now we have my girl (laughs) miss gabrielle in the building Gabrielle, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Lovely to see you today. Yes, it is. Yes. I'm so glad we got to meet even a little bit before this. Yes, we were actually at Tom Lee Park at the link up. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout outs to Milton, Memphis. And we connected and you told me about the amazing work that you're doing and how you want everyone to know about it. So let's talk about your contribution to a monument to listening. Um, Yeah, so I am Gabrielle. I uh, work at Urban Art Commission. And so um, in this space, I have been fortunate to represent um, in my corporate sphere at Urban Art Commission and also um, a little bit of representation of my own artistry, creativity, um, a highlight of another artist on our staff, Richard Eccles and his creativity. And so um, and just a big lift of a lot of artists, a lot of our community members coming together to help um, bring this programming to life. Um, Our contribution to A Monument to Listening started with a thought of how do we listen beyond our normal auditory perception? You know, what are we doing to um, engage with communities in which maybe they're listening in a different way, maybe through body language, through facial expression. Um, And so through that process, we have been able to Um, create a performance art piece to um, engage with a 
a sign language workshop. We have an upcoming sound bath installation. And so we've just been trying to do things in which we were maybe approaching listening in a different way. And so it's just been really wonderful to collaborate with um, two additional organizations who picked up, I think, different arms, different branches of how to engage fully with this piece. And so I think it's been beautiful in combination to talk about the heroism of the piece, um, who it's about, who it represents, the, the neighborhood um, that our original Tom Lee hero is from, being able to engage with a community who didn't have access to that park for so long through mm. segregation and so many other factors, right? And so being able to pay homage to the community that that hero even was raised up in, you know, where he got his morals from to be able to reach out and save those people, right? That That's community strength in itself and being able to have this beautiful piece that the Astor gifted Memphis to continue on creating these beautiful community um opportunities to craft and build up and strengthen new heroes for Memphis. Yes, and we have quite a few heroes in the city of Memphis. Um, I was listening to some of the projects you said that you guys are doing. You said sound bath listening. What is that? So um, our beautiful instructor, Caroline Collins, actually, um, this is our second time being able to work with her in this capacity. Um, she worked with us on a really big um exhibition that happened earlier this year called the Tennessee Triennial for Contemporary Arts and so it lasted um, the first half of this year and we did a sound bath installation in which she came into our office space and she's playing these crystal sound baths oh. and they're, they're um, activating your chakras and your, your internal mm. spirit and just you know doing something that engages people in a different way it's a little bit of a vulnerable experience right you're laying there with your eyes closed on a yoga mat with a bunch of people you don't know mm. and this time it's outside right so you're exposed to the elements yes. you might hear a child run by you might hear a basketball being whizzed around you know but mm -hmm. it is this safe space in which art is happening in which healing is happening we're engaging we're feeling the vibrations we're watching the sunset it's taking place at 6 p.m so it's going to be a, a beautiful experience and i'm just grateful to be able to do this very intentional programming around something that um maybe people sometimes take for granted public art you know it is this monumental sculpture or mural project that you may walk past every day mm -hmm. and not really think about the intentionality behind it i think um, urban art commission's mission is community-based public art and mm -hmm. so um getting a chance to again highlight the different ways in which public art can take place that it can be a performance piece curated by the Orpheum. It can be a cipher done by the Big We Corporation yes. and um, Coffee Black coming in to provide a nourishing drink or um, a snack. You know, those are a shared meal is public art. You know, mm -hmm. a shared experience is that. And it's been amazing to be able to to highlight such a beautiful yes. piece. Amazing. This is just, you know, just very eye opening of, you know, the different ways we can listen. Like you opened up with, um, you know, you all were trying to discover different ways that people um, on an auditory level listen because it's different ways. What has been the most surprising way that you've discovered people like to listen? Um, I think that that question i i take it to the um the sign language workshop mm -hmm. that we had that was very 
impactful for me because I was so stressed about making sure that it happened in the perfect way and it was coordinated and I was working with um, Bridges West uh, which is a wonderful organization that uh, provides free interpreters and free um, opportunities to connect um, community members who are deaf and hard of hearing and need a representation or a voice or an interpreter they provide those services and then also offer um, sign language workshops and so um, just hearing the reflectiveness of the questions being asked by the attendees and watching people who were literally just in the park um, walk up to be a part of this thing because um, you know it was it was it was something that you saw you know people gathered in this space and so it felt probably like oh what's going on there and so thinking about that people having this question and wanting to know more and wanting to come into a space in which they must have felt like it was safe to do that right mm -hmm. it must have felt like I'm drawn in in a in a positive way and so that to me was insightful and just also the connections that were formed of hearing people in the community tell their story be okay with asking questions I think even that helps build connection right of just understanding that other people are living and experiencing life in a totally different way than you and that it might be okay to factor that in to think yes. about that to put yourself in someone else's shoes every now and then yes that's amazing that's amazing um gabrielle tell me um some artists that you would like to uh shed some light on that are involved in this project that you have not mentioned um there are so many that i have leaned on i'm thankful to um one be an artist and be plugged into the artist community in a way that um, sometimes I mooch, sometimes I, sh I just ask people, <laughs> hey, can you come donate your time to me? I know that I may not have a much to compensate because that's what we're about at UAC specifically is we make sure that artists are getting paid for their work. Um, and so that has been something to contend with too of asking friends for donations of time like an in-kind donation versus being able to compensate and being able to work that out in a way that feels mutually beneficial to all of us uh, participating but shout out to them for that i want to say a special thank you to judah Izell who is capturing the work so um the first performance piece we had is called point of reflection and it is in relation to um, the two sites um, on the sculpture, there's a point of reflection and a point of redemption. And so uh, we played like a, a virtual uh, version of um, telephone in which people had to reflect uh, a message and try to see how far that went. And so he, wow. he got that on drone footage. And so it's this beautiful representation of people dressed in monochrome color and they're moving and the crowd comes in and tries to participate in a way um, and so that was a very beautiful experience that we're running back in November again um, so I'm thankful for that um, some of our dancers were people that I've leaned on from collage dance from tone yes. from so many other beautiful arts organizations who are doing the work and so um, shout out to them I don't want to name anybody by name specifically because I don't want to <laughs> miss miss anyone I understand but yeah um, you can find all of their information on our website you can find links to their Instagrams to see more of what they're doing programming such as tapped in events um, of course, the, the beautiful programming happening at Tone itself and all of the artists that they work to uplift and um, highlight every day. They have an upcoming exhibition on the 21st. 
Um, so yeah, it's just, I think again, shout out to um, what Jen was saying earlier about um, just the opportunity for collaboration here. I think Memphis River Parks has done a wonderful job of giving space to collaborate and just partner. And yes. we're all doing this work, so why not do it together? Amazing. Thank you so much, Gabriel, with Urban Arts Commission, doing the good work. Thank you, Jennifer, with the Orpheum Memphis for, you know, just telling us about the amazing work that you guys are doing with the Monument to Listening. Any final words from you two ladies? Then I'm going to uh, throw it back to Michaelin as we close. Any shout outs or, you know, any final words that you would like to say about this particular project and your hopes and your dreams and what you feel the outcome should be from this particular contribution? Uh, I would just offer that I hope people continue to come out and support not only this project, but all of the incredible things that Memphis River Parks is doing in the parks. Um, they have so many wonderful programs every day, and they're free and they're accessible, um, and we need to take advantage of them. So I honor them for that. And also to just encourage the world to, you know, that, that listening is a radical act and just taking a little bit more time to listen to one another, to engage in the arts in general, and thank you for lifting up the arts and all of the things that we're doing um you know because that is necessary to get the word out so yeah just to encourage people to tap into that humanity because i think when we all do that um it helps to mitigate a lot of the stress and complications that we're navigating in the world on a daily basis thank you jennifer with the orpheum memphis gabrielle any final words say that in the spirit of collaboration I agree and co-sign with everything that Jennifer just said I think it really is about um, being able to collaborate and continue to see people engaging with the work and that it really is rewarding to see people show up I think that is how we know that's a great measure of knowing that we're doing something right Yes, you guys are doing so many things right, and we appreciate the good work that you are doing. Uh, Jennifer mentioned tap into humanity, and we really need that right now. The world is worlding. I will say that. That's all I'm going to say about that on the Verbally Effective Podcast today. But uh, thank you so much for your contributions. And big shout-outs to Memphis River Parks. Michael, let's scoot on on one of these mics and get some final words from you from the Memphis River Parks. And I'm so glad that we all connected today. Yeah. This, this has been truly amazing. Um, and to just, like Gabrielle said, see people show up and participate, like, it really feels good inside. Like, people are really loving this project, Michael. Yes. Um, and we just hope that with the introduction at the Parks Grand Opening that just happened um, on Labor Day weekend, that we can just continue to grow and grow not just the awareness but like you said the love and the understanding so that 10 years from now 15 years from now everybody in memphis will understand what a monument to listening is the same way as we regard um mlk reflection park that's off of second um slave haven that is a pillar in our community in which we go to learn about the underground railroad so we just want to be able to contribute to this overall communal conversation around Memphis's history. Yes, and this will go on throughout the end of this year. So our guest curators, who we just had a chance to talk to today, will be curating activations till the end of this calendar year. But hopefully uh, they will still extend their support and expertise to the curators that are to come on 
for 2024 and even 2025. Have so you, we want to give more opportunity for individuals to be able to produce activations and bring folks together at the art installation. Have you already selected the new curators for 2024? We have not. So okay. we will be putting out a call soon within the fall. And hopefully folks will, again, accept the call and and choose to be a part and we can select a great group and it's going to go through the entire year and so it'll 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 really be a a good look for the city of memphis and creatives and i do want to stress that creatives isn't just art right (laughs) um it's whatever you can be able to produce and and put out that brings people together in an out-of-the-box way Oh, I have some ideas. Yes. I have some ideas. You're a creative yourself. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Michaelin. How can people accept the call? Where Where are they going to hear the call or see the call? So we will, as we do, uh, we're putting out information on, one, our social media pages. So Memphis River Parks, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. And also you can go to TomLeePark.org because the art installation is specifically at Tom Lee Park. So you will see all information about our art installation, our activations, especially the one coming up Friday by Urban Arts Commission and Sunday by Big We. And the ones for the rest of the year, which also include Orpheum Theater Group along with the other two for the year. So social media, we make it easy yes. at Memphis River Parks. And and I like how y'all, um, you know, got your social media working, baby. Like Memphis River Parks, you know, uh, y'all getting real creative with them reels. I'm like, okay, who's managing their social media? <laughs> Um, is it so you? It, it is not me. Uh, <laughs> I do not. That is not my ministry. I wish it was so that I could uh, put out the, the offering basket on that. Not the um, offering basket. Yes. Okay. But we have, um, and their name escapes me, but the young lady that does it was actually on the commercial as we were leading into your podcast, Renee. Okay. Oh, um, so Renee is doing our reels. Yes. I didn't know she could sing until I just heard that lead in. So I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Oh, um, she's singing. She's so singing. so Renee is the one um, who's helping get us on our social media tip. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> you guys got a lot of uh, different stuff going on. We have there, a Memphis lot River of Parks. wonderful things going yes. on. Because Memphis has a lot of things going That's on. That's true. So we're going to bring all those things <laughs> and all those people <laughs> and all those experiences and all those viewpoints. Bring them right on down right to on the down. new Tom Lee Park and we can be all Memphis together. We're going to be all Memphis together. Yes. Mike Lynn, Easter Thomas, uh, thank you for you know uh, just giving us all of this wonderful information today about a monument to listening and everybody go to their websites, their socials with Memphis River Parks to check it out. And I, you know, I have to mention this, Michaelin, cause you know, you work over there at Memphis River Parks. I see you all have a new festival happening. Can you speak to that with Mempho? Is I it will, true? I will say that the organizers who organize Mempho mm-hmm. are bringing a new type of festival. Oh, so it's not necessarily Mempho. So it's not necessarily Mempho, but okay. the organizers at Mempho have put out a request to rent out the venue, mm-hmm. rent out the park to do a music festival in May. Okay. So we're all learning all of this information together. Yes. And so when they put out what it's going to look like, who's going to be there. We'll all be able to see it at the same time. But, yeah, yeah. so it's not Memphis Fest. 
Gotcha. But it is the organizers from Info. Well, thank you for clarifying that today. <laughs> I believe that there, and it's, and it's good to have different experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Just like a monumental listening. Yeah. And the people that you've been working with, the Big Weed, the Orpheum, Urban Arts Commission. It's good to have a diverse set of uh, and newcomers to the mm-hmm. park. That's what it's all about. Right. Bringing everybody down. All Memphis together. All Memphis together. Yeah. Any final words, Michael and Easter Thomas? Well, Ina, I just want to thank you for allowing us this platform to just share what we're doing. As you know, we, there are a lot of things going on at the park. The park is vast. It's huge. It's it has huge. so many wonderful features that you can take part of. And this is just one aspect that we wanted to highlight. So I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to highlight it. And then also just thanking our guest curators for their hard work, their creativity, and their dedication thus far with their activation, the Urban Arts Commission, Orphan Theater Group, and Big Wee Foundation. So I'm just grateful to not have to figure out these things by myself. <laughs> yes. uh, it's all about collaboration and working together and partnership, and the guest curators make that easy, and people like you yeah. make that easy. You know? Well, thank you so much, Michael. And you've put a, a great team together. Aren't they wonderful? Yes, they are. Big shout outs to Fenton, to Jennifer and Gabrielle uh, for coming out today and really, you know, really setting the tone for this particular project. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, whoever come in 2024 got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. We got some heavy hitters now. But like you said, Memphis is full of them. They full of them. This Memphis, mine. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michael and Easter Thomas from over there at Memphis River Parks. We truly appreciate you for coming in today as a guest for the Verbally Effective Podcast, bringing your amazing creators, um, curators as well. And make sure you head to Memphis River Parks website and socials to check out all the activations that they have coming up. Thank you so much, Michael.